Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. guys it is wednesday and we are so glad you're here i'm janet rose this is the morning jam and we have a great show planned for you today so thanks so much for uh for joining us that of course jordan sparks and a little uh uh, Whitney Houston to get you going on this Wednesday morning here's your thought of the day there are no secrets to success it's a result of preparation hard work and learning from failure yep that's pretty much it 434-248-0704 that's our text number keep it handy and play along with our mind jam trivia today is national pumpkin day of course when I was a little girl, they were all orange. Now they come in all shapes and sizes and colors. And uh, yeah, I have a white pumpkin this year. Well, white, greenish. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful pumpkin. Are you allowed to have a white pumpkin? I know. Well, I got to be white. I don't know. But it is. It's one of the French pumpkins. It looks like a Cinderella carriage. It's it's really pretty. I, I do love it. Uh, but I also have a big orange pumpkin. Too, Are you sure it pretty. identifies as a pumpkin? I don't know. It may identify as a carriage. I'm not really sure. Uh, it is pumpkin day. Historically, pumpkins have been known to have a lot of uses. We want to know what are pumpkins not known to have been thought to have helped with. All right. So one of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. Uh, a warding off evil spirits, B, removing freckles, or C, curing snake bites. Pumpkins were known for doing all but one of those things. What do you think doesn't belong in that list? Uh, Warding off evil spirits, removing freckles, or curing snake bites. We're talking pumpkins today because it's National Pumpkin Day. 434-248-0704. Play along and put in your guess. On this day in history, in 1962, JFK warns Russia that the USA will not allow Soviet missiles to remain in Cuba. Things were pretty tense uh, back in 1962. No doubt about that. In 1984, The Terminator, directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, it's released in the U.S. and starts Quite the franchise, really. Only one purpose. To return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. Hmm. Pretty cutting edge for its time. Have you seen all the Terminator movies? I've seen a majority of them. And just remember, I'll be back. Yes, that's what he says, that he'll be back. I can barely understand him 
even though he didn't have that many lines. In 1972, guided tours of the former prison at Alcatraz began by the National Park Service. I, I don't know that I would want to tour Alcatraz, but apparently a lot of people have had wanted to do that. Uh, if it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you from all of us. You share it with some pretty famous people, including Dylan McDermott. He turned 61 years old today. Here he is talking about his stint in American Horror Story. It's supposed to go too far. You know what I mean? You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You're supposed to feel scared. You're supposed to kind of squirm. And I think Entertainment Weekly just uh, did a poll, and and uh, we turned out to be the creepiest show of all time, you know, topping X-Files and Twin Peaks. and. That's what this show is. You know, it's a, it is a creepy ride. You know, it's an uneasy ride, and that's the fun of it. It's supposed to go too far, and it does go too far. I'm assuming you don't watch American Horror Story since you don't like to be scared. No. Because it will scare you. I'm just saying. Uh, also having a birthday today is Mrs. Tom Hanks. Rita Wilson is turning 66 years old. Here she is. Sharing a scene with her. I don't know that they were husband and wife at this point, but uh, she is in Sleepless in Seattle here. And a fair to remember. Did you ever see it? Oh, God. Cary Grant and Deborah Carr. And he, he, like, goes to the bedroom. And he looks and he comes out and he looks at her and he kind of just, they know. And, and, oh, goodness. <laughs> That's a chick's movie. <laughs> It is a chick's movie. Of course, so is Sleepless in Seattle. So there's that. Uh, Seth MacFarlane is having a birthday today. 49 years old. Of course, the man of many voices and uh, creator of Family Guy. When I do a table read. Yeah, I have to jump back and forth. It's like, hey, how, what's going on? Oh, hello, fat man. Oh, Stewie, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> it's good, right? That is good. It's always fun for me to see them when they're going back and forth in character. Although he looks a bit manic when he does it, but talented, no doubt about that. Uh, Bob Hoskins having a birthday today. Of course, he's been in so many things. Uh, he is turning 80 years old. Uh, I first remember seeing him in Framing Roger Rabbit, but he also made some guest appearances like this one when he was on Kramer. Come on, Crane! <laughs> Nobody is going home until you haul that fat bucket of lard to the top. I can't. I can't. <laughs> So funny. He's trying to climb the rope. It's not working. Uh, and then we have Carrie Ulls, uh turning 60 years old today. Of course, probably best known for uh, for being in The Princess Bride. Although he's been in a lot of things. He was in a, a Christmas movie last year that I actually watched. I was kind of embarrassed to watch oh, it. A Christmas movie. I, I was thinking of like a Christmas movie like the... Uh, the, like the Christmas story or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no like one of those was, Hallmark movies? Well, it wasn't. Technically, it wasn't a Hallmark. I think it was like Prime or Netflix or, or one of those. And usually I'm making fun of Mark Lamb and others for watching those movies. But this one had Brooke Shields in it. And it was a, a castle. Screams Hallmark. It, I know. It wasn't Hallmark, though. So maybe that's why I justified in watching it. But it had a, a Hallmark title. It was like... A castle for Christmas or some... Yeah, they start those movies, like, what, now? Like, ugh. Oh, they probably film them in July, May and June and July. No, I meant, like, airing them now. Oh, I don't know. Are they airing them already? I don't know. I know they were airing them in July, 
again, because I was giving Mark a hard time about it. But I, as a rule, I don't watch them. But I did enjoy the one with Carrie Ulls and Brooke Shields. There, I said it. Okay. Clip it up. <laughs> Today is uh, National Pumpkin Day. And historically, they have been known to have a lot of uses. We want to know what pumpkins are not known to have helped with. Uh, warding off evil spirits was uh, one. Uh, B, removing fre- freckles. C, curing snake bites. Those were your choices. One of those doesn't belong. We've had people guess, well, all three of the answers, so obviously you can't all be right. Uh, Nick says pumpkins are used to ward off liberals and Democrats. Really? I don't think that's accurate. But, I mean, that would be useful, I guess, if it if it was. But I've never heard of that one, Nick. That one's new to me. Uh, we'll have the answer coming up in just a little bit. In the meantime, keep our toll-free number handy, 866-916-3776. Let me tell you a little bit about the guests that we have coming in a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to keep yourself healthy during cold and flu season. There are lots of things you can do to boost your immunity and stay healthy without having to go the the route of a shot or uh, medication, that kind of thing. There's lots of homeopathic things you can do and just lifestyle things you can do. But we're going to be talking with Glenn Bobbitts a little bit later on this morning. Uh, They're part of a sustainability network. They teach these classes to help you know how to take care of yourself during crisis, whether it's preserving foods or, in this case, making homeopathic remedies that you're going to want to have handy. I will say this, whether it's for yourself or for your animals, uh, my buddy dog hurt his paw pretty badly. And we you know, did the vet thing and got the antibiotics, but it was only after my neighbor put Manuka honey on that paw and wrapped it, did his paw really heal up. So all this other you know, money that we spent on other things. It was the Manuka honey that did it. So uh, we'll have to ask him about that as well. Also, we're going to be talking about uh, gift giving this year. A lot of people are trying to save money on gifts this year. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, with the owner of Twice and For All, which is a vintage gift store. And uh, he's going to be telling us how to shop vintage, how to make sure that you're you know, getting the right gift for the right person. Um, and we'll have some fun with that this morning. Uh, it's He has a really wonderful, Spiros has a wonderful store there and a lot of great vintage items and so many like records, 45s, albums, things like that. So we'll have fun talking with him a little bit later on. In the meantime, we'll be back with the answer for your uh, Mind Jam trivia coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You make the toast. We'll bring the jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Good morning. You're listening to the Morning Jam. Hello, Country Bumpkin. Good morning, Country Bumpkin. My kids used to make fun of that song so much growing up. (laughs) Every time I would say pumpkin and I would accidentally, it would sound like pumpkin because, you know, 
I can be pretty country sometimes. Uh, they would start singing that song because they're rude children. Uh, today is National Pumpkin Day. Historically, pumpkins have been known to have a lot of uses, or at least people thought they had a lot of uses. We wanted to know what pumpkins have not been known historically to help with. The choices were warding off evil spirits, removing freckles, or curing snake bites. The overwhelming answer was removing freckles, but the actual answer is warding off evil spirits. They they really thought that pumpkins did help lighten freckles, and, and maybe there's something in there that, that it does. I, I don't know. Uh, here's some more thoughts about the lowly pumpkin. Uh, they are actually fruits. They are not a vegetable. Uh, so uh, much like cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, they come from the flowers of their plants. So that makes them all fruits. Uh, each pumpkin contains about 500 seeds, typically. And once they sprout, they have about 90 to 120 days to get to where they need to be. They're also very, very nutritious. Uh, every part of the pumpkin is edible, which is why they say once you're done with your jack-o'-lantern, especially if you don't treat the inside of it, if you just left it plain, you know, toss it out, break it up, toss it out into the woods, let the squirrels eat it, let the deers eat it, uh, because they really they do like it and that's even something that they'll have you give your your dog if they're having like tummy issues they'll have you actually feed them pumpkin so that's a good thing i got lots of things to talk about today uh fetterman and oz they had their debate last night uh of course many people saying that it's now officially over after that debate uh, Fetterman's staunchest supporters are saying he was so brave to go and uh, and do the debate. Uh, he did have a suit on. He didn't show up with a hoodie, so that was good to see. Uh, we're going to be covering a little bit of that so you can kind of see how both of them, them did. He stuck to the script as far as kind of playing the victim there and trying to make Oz look like uh, the bad guy. But I will say, Oz pretty much kept his his tone straight ahead. Even when Fetterman was flubbing up, he didn't, didn't react. He just kind of uh, went with the flow there. Uh, Ted Cruz went into the lion's den, went on The View. That was a catastrophe. But there have been a lot of conservative guests that threw The View into chaos. They're not really new. Disney getting attacked by their own. Uh, of course, we heard earlier in the week how um, Tim Burton was saying that this uh, Dumbo movie that he's just finished is going to be his last one. He said he really realized what kind of circus he was working in after he finished this movie. So he says he's he's pretty much done. Uh, Johnny Depp, of course, speaking out against Disney, Hillary Duff, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez. Uh, just to name a few, Demi Lovato, she had some things, some choice words to say about uh, Disney as well. We're going to be taking a look at um, Jean-Pierre Van Damme, whatever her name is, the White House press secretary. She's continuing to play dodgeball with the reporters there in the White House. She is getting really good at just simply not answering any questions? We'll talk about that in a little bit. A school board lawyer says parents can't dictate what children are taught. That's interesting. Of course, uh, we had an interview yesterday with uh, the governor, 
and that's on our SoundCloud now. If you did not uh, get to hear that, it was a very interesting uh, interview that we had uh, with Governor Yunkin, the things that they're trying to do and uh, trying to help students with. He also told us about uh, schoolhouse.world, which is going to be a marvelous resource for parents and grandparents to get children the help that they need. They're also looking for people to join schoolhouse.world to become tutors. He issued a challenge yesterday for people who have retired, perhaps retired teachers, to step up and stand in the gap to help our children recover from the pandemic. That We are so far behind. Our report card came in, and it was not a good one. Uh, we are lower than we have been in the Commonwealth in 40 years in reading, and uh, we're not doing much better in math. So I uh, got some things being recalled. Might want to check your cabinets. If you use dry shampoo, there have been several dry shampoos that have been recalled. And then also Pine Sol has uh, been recalled due to some risk of serious infection from bacteria contamination. How is that possible? That's it. You had one job, Pine Sol, was to kill bacteria. Uh, lots of those products are being recalled, including the multi-surface cleaners in lavender, uh, sparkling wave, and lemon fresh. Clorox Pro Pine Sol uh, in lavender, clean, sparkling wave, lemon fresh, and orange energy. Those are being recalled. Clorox Professional Pine Sol Lemon Fresh Cleaners and Original Pine Sol. That's the pine scent. Uh, it's not included in this recall which just goes to show we should probably just stick with what we know i just always think of those commercials the pine salt commercials get your pine salt oh she was good i wonder why they don't use her anymore because she was really funny and she was using the you know the original one og i use i don't like the smell of the original one though so i usually go with the with the lemon part so uh there is a man considered armed and dangerous following a shooting in Amherst County. Uh, they're looking for a man. Uh, shots fired in the area of Amethyst Lane and Buffalo Ridge Road. They did find a male suffering from a non-life-threatening injury, but now they're looking for uh, Joshua Aaron Dominguez. He's been charged with burglary and attempted burglary and malicious wounding and shooting into an occupied dwelling, use of a firearm, and larceny of a firearm. So uh, his picture is all over. He is Hispanic male, weighs around 240, six foot five. That is a big guy right there. Dark hair, brown eyes, last seen wearing dark clothing, carrying a backpack. If anyone sees anyone that fits that description, they need to reach out to the Amherst County Sheriff's Office there. Coming up, we've got WDBJ7 on the way. Going to be taking a look at some things for us. I will say the deer are moving, even though it is a bit warmer this morning. Temperatures right now in the upper 50s already. At least you can see outside, unlike yesterday. I know. Yesterday, it was so foggy. But we, did, we didn't have that today. Uh, Kimberly McBroom is going to be talking about that three-hour barricade incident in Vinton. Uh, also, Franklin County State Police looking for a man who has Alzheimer's and then a man from Big Stone Gap is facing some federal charges in connection 
to uh, a murder. So she's going to have that for us in a little bit. It has been warmer, but still very pleasant. I think seasonable um, for sure, but warmer than we have expected. As Trey said, it's not nearly as foggy, so we're happy about that. Um, But do be careful as you head out this morning. We're going to get you updated with all the information that you need. And uh, we are going to be covering Southside, Roanoke, Lynchburg, and taking a look at those national headlines as well. Keep our numbers handy and use them. 866-916-3776. And our text number is 434-248-0704. But we would love for you to call in this morning if you have a moment. And don't forget, you can also log on to the lynchburgportal.com. You can download the app and take us with you anywhere you go. There's also a lot of interesting information for you to take in and enjoy there on uh, the lynchburgportal.com. So check that out and uh, find out more about everything going on with the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Your news is next. Currently 57 degrees in Lynchburg, 57 in Bedford, 57 in rain in Roanoke, 58 in rain in Danville, and 56 in rain in Salem. We also have uh, 56 degrees in Appomattox, and uh, they have some weather going on there as well. Um, Looks like they have some dense fog developing in parts of the Appomattox area. Everywhere else seems to be doing okay in that regard. Local school officials are weighing in on the National Assessment of Education progress results saying while they are not ideal, they also aren't surprising. Superintendent of Amherst County Schools, Dr. William Wells, said the pandemic played a huge part in this learning loss, especially for younger students. According to NAEP, Virginia's fourth graders suffer the largest declines in reading and math in the nation. Results show a 10-point drop in reading scores and an 11-point fall in math scores. Eighth graders also dropped eight points in math and two points in reading. Dr. Wells said COVID certainly played a role in this because of the lack of one-on-one instruction for younger children. However, they are taking steps to put their students on a path forward. He says they are taking it very seriously. They're sending instructional teams out to schools to work with principals and teachers to identify areas that need to be worked on so that we can find and look at our previous results from last year's test. Dr. Wells says that uh, it's all part of the overarching school improvement plan focusing on getting students back on track post-pandemic. The Lynchburg Fire Department are hitting the streets to share fire safety tips as part of their routine fire department walkthrough. 
This comes after a fire killed one and left another critically injured at a home on Early Street in mid-October. The fire was ruled an accident, but officials say the best way to prevent accidents is being prepared. They say it's the small things that can, like changing your smoke detector batteries. Part of our engagement today is to make sure that our homeowners are aware of these things that can happen in their home and not take those things for granted, said Greg Orbser, the chief of the Lynchburg Fire Department. The department did offer free smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. Nice. City of Salem announced uh, yesterday that a major economic development project with Valleydale Catalyst LLC and its principals Ed Walker and Joe Thompson, a proposed $50 million venture at the former Valleydale Meatpacking and Processing Plant, will eventually bring more than 300 upscale apartment units and a variety of resort-style amenities to the property. The Valleydale property is located at the corner of Indiana and 8th Streets, less than a half a mile from the Salem Civic Center, Kiwanis Field, and Rotary Dog Park. Walker purchased it in 2017 and has spent the better part of five years trying to find a suitable use or tenant for the building. Says uh, we've worked through dozens of possibilities over the past five years, originally hoping we could use state and federal historic tax credits. Some were commercial and industrial prospects, but modern manufacturers and processors have very different needs and requirements. I knew it would be my most challenging project to date. So it looks like they've got some interesting additions coming to the, the Salem area. So I'll be excited to see that. That is good to hear. The You know, we've obviously have talked about mental health these last two weeks since you know who left and I, I came and filled in. Uh, the Danville, Pennsylvania Community Center is expanding to offer 23-hour crisis stabilization and increased staffing. The Danville, Pennsylvania Community Services provide mental health, substance use, and preventative services for those in the Danville, Pennsylvania County area. They recently received $100,000 in funding from Pennsylvania County to expand its crisis center. The new center will provide be on Piney Forest Road and be much larger than the current crisis center. They, stay, they say that... We're in a crisis center now that's located on West Main Street that the building is, is too small and they're outgrowing it, So that's which is a good thing, so that part of their expansion will be getting that bigger building. Some of the issues that happened over the last couple of years, especially with COVID starting in 2020, we've seen hospitals become at capacity, so it's difficult to find inpatient psych beds for individuals who are in crisis, however. To try and reduce the number of behavioral health crises, hospitalizations, the new center will increase to the ad engine 23-hour crisis stabilization. So helping hospitals with, you know, all, you know, hospitals are still feels like they're packed at, at this point, you know, with everything that's going on. Well, I think and they're struggling with staffing for sure. That That as well. It's going on. And uh, it seems like they're going to hire a nurse manager and a psychiatrist. So if you want to in, uh, apply, there's uh, you can contact them uh, through their email. And so they hope to have the new crisis center by next June. So If you're uh, just joining us and, and uh, you know, you can't say his name, it's okay. You don't I know, but it's, I, know who. I like that part. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're just joining us and you had missed it, uh, Mark Lamb has, has retired. He did announce his retirement uh, a couple from weeks ago. three hours of work. But yeah, th that the listener said yesterday, how do you retire from working three hours? Worked a lot more than that. But uh, anyway. I love him. I, I'm just... We, I, all, we all love him and we all miss him. Um, but uh, we are 
we are carrying on and we certainly appreciate you uh, helping us carry on we would love for you to join in the conversation with us our uh, toll-free number is 866-916-3776 i'm curious if any of you watched the uh the debate between john fetterman and Doc Oz. That's a race that everybody is certainly watching. Some people were surprised that Fetterman even agreed to do a debate uh, with him. Of course, immediately after his campaign alleged that the closed captioning system used to assist the Democrat uh, was slow and full of errors. Now, the debate host refutes that of course, we have uh, Fetterman recovering from a stroke. He suffered that in May and has been struggling with auditory processing issues, speaking clearly ever since. The campaigns for Fetterman and Oz both agreed that the lieutenant governor could use closed captioning for the debate. Following the debate, hosted by uh, Nexstar, Fetterman's communications director told reporters his boss thrived in his performance despite errors with closed captioning. He says he thinks that uh, John's performance was wonderful. He did remarkably well. When you consider he's still recovering from a stroke and it was working off of delayed caption filled with errors. He says John won countless exchanges, counterpunched aggressively, and pushed back on Oz's, quote, cruelty and attacks. Now, if you didn't get a chance to see that, uh, when we come back from break, we are going to take a look or a listen to some of the, the debate just kind of briefly uh, so you can kind of make your own uh, choices there. But the next star is saying, no, that's not what happened at all. Uh, in fact, Nexstar's production team went to extraordinary lengths to ensure the effectiveness of the closed captioning process and to accommodate several last-minute requests of the Fetterman campaign. Nexstar said that the closed captioning process functioned exactly as was expected during rehearsal and again during the debate. And uh, we regret that Mr. Fetterman and his campaign feels otherwise. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody that they would try to go and, and use that as an excuse for, I, I don't think, I don't think it was a great performance. We're like I say, after we do five and nine and come back, we'll let you be the, the judge of that. But, um, Oz didn't really didn't respond one way or the other when, when he had his painful moments, Nick said, apparently it was painful to watch. I saw a little, I mean, he, he looked better than he has in months. I will say that for uh, Fetterman. But we'll let you be the judge right now. Let's do Five and Dine. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market where they are taking orders now for corporate turkeys and hams. If you have uh, people in your uh, corporation that you would like to gift with turkeys and hams this year, they're taking those orders now. You can call FNL directly 434-846-7448 and speak with Todd Ramsey and he will make sure that uh, you are taken care of there. Been giving a lot of recipes for soups for a couple of reasons. It's definitely soup season and they are hearty and filling 
and very affordable, which we could all use right now. Today's recipe is a Mexican-inspired pinto bean soup. It's creamy, it's nourishing, and it's packed with all kinds of flavor. Uh, This is what we're going to do. We're going to start by heating oil in a large pot, adding in your onions, sauteing it four to five minutes. Then you're going to stir in roasted tomatoes. It's really important to get the fire roasted tomatoes uh, if at all possible. You can also roast some tomatoes in your oven if you want to. Uh, Garlic, onions, potato, and all your spices. Uh, Your spices include oregano. We've got some cumin in there, some paprika, and a hearty little uh, helping of red pepper flakes, a couple of bay leaves. Uh, Put all of that in there and stir it from time to time and then turn off the heat. You can add more broth if if you notice too much of that liquid has evaporated. And then you're going to want to pour about 50% of the soup that you make. And of course, you've put your pinto beans and things in there. And you're going to, I use a hand blender and do it with an emulsion blender, but you can actually put it in a regular blender. That's going to get you that consistency that you want. So half of those beans are actually going to be uh, pureed down to thicken it, and the other half are going to be left whole. And then you're going to put that back into the pot, uh, taste it, add more salt, pepper, spices, however you like. I like to put in a squeeze of lime juice at the end. You can serve this over rice, and it's delicious. You can serve it with tortilla chips or maybe some cornbread on the side it's a delicious simple recipe and boy does it feed a lot of people on a little bit of money and that's always a good thing it's pinto bean soup check out the recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dine you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are a cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at F&L Market, save on family-packed ground beef, $2.98 a pound and ground fresh. Bottom round roast are $4.98 a pound. Whole boneless ribeye sliced for free are $6.98 a pound. Save on family pack pork chops, $2.79 a pound. And family pack pork ribs are $1.59 a pound. Be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. Good morning. We're glad you're joining us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. Did you watch any of the debate last night between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Doc Oz as they faced off in a Pennsylvania Senate debate? Um, it was it was an interesting debate, nonetheless. We're going to play a little bit of that for you this morning. So if you missed it, you'll get kind of an idea of how the evening flowed. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. 
And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. I'm running for the U.S. Senate because Washington keeps getting it wrong with extreme positions. John Fetterman takes everything to an extreme, and those extreme positions hurt us all. The first part of the debate focused on issues including the economy and abortion, and uh, and they were both asked about uh, that what we to comment. What we have to do is ensure that we don't have increased inflation, and the best way to do that is reduce gas prices. John Fetterman has gone after the energy industry, called it a stain on Pennsylvania. He has never met an, air, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive. If you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs between you and your doctor, that's what I fight for. Will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? Uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. He keeps talking about Bernie, Bernie Sanders. You know, three, year, three years ago, he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, I love this guy. You know what? Why don't you pretend that you, you live in Vermont instead of Pennsylvania and run against Bernie Sanders? Hmm. In the second half of the debate, the candidates discussed crime and energy and uh, other issues as well. Uh, I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. I do support fracking and I don't I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. I'm the only person on this stage right now that has con con was successful about pushing back against gun violence and being the community more safe. You know, all he's done is just put a plan up on his website in the last 24 hours. Part of the problem is that we have taken away the ability of police to do their job, and that's on John Fetterman. Because John Fetterman has taken such a harsh position against them. He's undermined them at every level. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. All right. But it this is bigger than one candidate. My campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania. Ask yourself this and others in your family. Are you unhappy with where America's headed? I am. And if you are as well, that I'm the candidate for change. So there you go. Uh, I mean, Fetterman did better, I think, than I perhaps expected him to do. And I was just happy he didn't show up in a hoodie. All so. right. All right. This is bad. But when you say better than he did, you know what my first thought of is? Mm -mm. The, did you you watch Parson Rec, right? <laughs> yeah. That, the debate episode where it's like Paul Rudd's character is like, it's like he had such a low bar that he just was like, you know, that he like said the most random things. But everyone was like, great oh, job, yeah, Bobby, yeah, because he because he got through it. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, for him to even do the debate, um, <laughs> we're getting texted now saying that Fetterman's done. Uh, it was awful. It, many people are saying that that should probably be. Uh, put an end to things there. What I thought was interesting was he kept trying to paint Dr. Oz as being aggressive and unkind and and snarky and mean, but he was actually the one that kind of came across that way. And then as the 
debate went on, he really was struggling to put a sentence together. And what is with the flip-flopping on the on the fracking thing? I mean, the the that was the most bizarre one, I thought, was was his comments on on fracking. That was just very odd to me because I know he hasn't always said that oh yes, he's for for fracking. Mm, no. Uh, and they do have ver- two very different approaches. But now I will say his campaign uh, director came out and said he took it to, to Dr. Oz pretty effing hard. Mm. All right. Well, I guess that's his job is to be the, the cheerleader. I don't think that's that's going to go well. Uh, PBS NewsHour, the um, guest on there, we'll play that a little bit later on the show today. They were talking about how most people, when they go out and they talk to people, that most people are voting against something or someone this midterm. They're not voting for anything. They're voting against. But they were very um, vague in it. They didn't really say, you know, are they voting against the current policies that are in place and the direction that the country's currently going in or does it have to do with the whole Roe v. Wade or is it you know the economy they're not they're kind of being a little vague there but they say for the most part people are voting against things on this midterm so that has been more of my decision making it's, it's since, going. <laughs> I, it, since I've started voting it's not been it's like it's been like, the lesser of two evils. Yes, right. That's how I felt, and that's not fun. That's not good because when no. I was I was young and I was starting to vote, I was definitely voting for something, not against something. Um, Jay says, texted in. The problem with Democrats is they change all their views about a month before every election, and uh, suddenly they move more towards the middle, and then it's back to radical business as usual once they get elected. Uh, another text said Doc Oz looked and sounded presidential. He, he did do very well, I thought. I, I thought he did really well. Uh, coming up in our next hour, of course, at the top of the hour, we'll have your CBS News. We'll get uh, updated with that. And we're also going to take a look at uh, the Roanoke News Desk with um, his name just completely. Bill Trefiro. Bill Trefiro. William. How do I forget Bill Trefiro's name? It's okay. He's a Red Sox fan. You can forget him. <laughs> Stop. We love Bill Trefero. Only he can deliver the news as he does. And he's going to take a look at that for us in a little bit. Then we're going to be talking about uh, tips for giving vintage gifts. A lot of people are wanting to give very special gifts, very well thought out gifts this year. And um, that sometimes means more time uh, spent thinking about what it is that you want to do for those on your on your gift list. We're going to be talking uh, with Spiros from Twice and for All, uh, if you're looking for a vintage gift, that's definitely the store that you're going to want to go to. And he's going to give us some advice on how to select just the right vintage gift for someone uh, on your list. A little bit later on, we're also going to be talking about what do uh, what do people really want as a gift and um, the best gifts for teenage girls, who I think are some of the more difficult people to shop for. I don't have to worry about that. You don't have any teenage girls on your gift list? How many people are on your gift list this year? Like four? I envy you. Three? 
my mother, did, my father, and my brother. Did you include Hokie in that at all? I get yeah, oh, four. Okay, thank you very much. I took Rogan off my uh, gift list last night. We had ribs for dinner. They were beautiful. They were delicious, and uh, he stole like half a rack. So <laughs> he's all. on the naughty list. He oh he is majorly on the naughty list, and and he, that was done by counter surfing. Um, so not only is he on the naughty list, and he looks at you. I scolded him, and he looked at me like, "What? There, you oh, have I've no got, evidence." I've gotten the look from that dog in the other room right now. Yeah, well, Rogan's a, a rib ninja apparently because there was not a sign of anything left of those ribs. So naughty list for him. Thanks for listening to the morning jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.